0: We're reading from Shrimad Bhagavatam, Canto Two, Chapter Three, Pure Devotional Service, Texts Thirteen and Fourteen. Shunaka Uvaca, Itab Bivya Hitam Raja, Ishamya Paratashva. Kim Anya Priestavan Purya. Kim Rishim Kavim. Rishim
1: Kavim. Raja.
0: Maya have a strong will, I ask I ask Thank Shakra uvaacha, Shakra sen. Iti sas. Abhi All that was spoken. Raja, the king. Nishamya, by hearing. Partri shabha, marriage prediction. Kim, what? Anya more. More. Pijtavan, did he inquire from him? him? Booyah, again. Again. Baayastakim, unto the son of Yasadev. Yasadev. Rishim, Rishim. one who is versed. -versed. Kovim, (laughs) Boetik. Translation by Shura Prabhupada. Shonaka said, The son of Yasadev, Shida Shukadev Goswami, was a highly learned sage and was able to describe things in a poetic manner. What did Mahārāj Prīkṣit again inquire from him after hearing all that he had said? Purport. A pure devotee of the Lord automatically develops all godly qualities, and some of the prominent features of those qualities are as follows. He is kind, peaceful, truthful, equitable, faultless, magnanimous, mild, clean, non-possessive, well-wisher to all, satisfied, surrendered to Krishna without hankering, simple, fixed, self-controlled, a balanced eater, sane, mannerly, prideless, grave, sympathetic, friendly, poetic, expert, and silent. Out of these 26 prominent features of a devotee as described by Krishna's Kaviraj in his Chaitanya Charitamrita the qualification of being poetic is especially mentioned herein in relation to Shukare Sami, Presentation of Srimad Bhagavatam by his recitation is the highest poetic contribution. He was a self-realized learned sage. In other words, he was a poet amongst (coughs) the sages. Text 14. (laughs) O learned Sutta Goswami, please continue to explain such topics to us because we are all eager to hear. Besides that, topics which result in discussion of Lord Hari should certainly be discussed in the assembly of devotees. As we have already quoted above, from Bhakti Samhita to Sindh of Rupa Gosami, even mundane things, if detailed in service of the Lord Shri Krishna, are accepted as transcendental. For example, the epics or histories of Ramayana and Mahabharata, which are specific recommended for the less intelligent classes, women, shooters, and unworthy sons of the higher caste are also accepted as Vedic literature because they are compiled in connection with the activities of the Lord. Mahabharata is accepted as the fifth division of the Vedas after its first four divisions namely yajur Yidik, and Atara. The less intelligent do not accept Mahabharata as part of the Vedas, but great sages and authorities accept it as the fifth division of the Vedas. Bhagavad Gita is also part of Mahabharata, and it is full of the Lord's instruction for the less intelligent class of men. Some less intelligent men say, the Bhagavad Gita is not meant for householders, but such foolish men forget, Bhagavad Gita was explained to Arjuna, a Grihasta family man, and spoken by the Lord in his role as a Grihasta. So, Bhagavad Gita, Although containing the high philosophy of the Vedic wisdom is for the beginners in the transcendental science and Bhagavatam is for graduates and postgraduates in the transcendental science. Therefore, literatures like Mahabharata Puranas and similar other literatures, which are full of the pastimes of the Lord, are all transcendental literatures and they should be discussed with full confidence in the society of great devotees. The difficulty is that such literatures when discussed by professional men, appear to be mundane literature like histories or epics because there are so many historical facts and figures. It is said here, therefore, that such literature should be discussed in the assembly of devotees. Unless they are discussed by devotees, such literatures cannot be relished by the higher class of men. So, conclusion is the Lord is not impersonal in the ultimate issue, he is the supreme person and he has his different activities. He is the leader of all living entities and he descends at his will and by his personal energy to reclaim the fallen souls. Thus, he plays exactly like the social, political, or religious leaders. Because such roles ultimately culminate in discussion topics of the Lord, all such preliminary topics are also transcendental. That is the way of spiritualizing specific activities of human society. Men have inclinations for studying history and many other mundane literature, story, fiction, drama, magazine, newspaper, etc. so let them be dovetailed with transcendental service of the Lord, and all of them will turn to the topics relished by all devotees. The propaganda that the Lord is impersonal, that he has no activity, and that he is a dumb stone without any name and form, has encouraged people to become godless, faithless demons, and the more they deviate, from the transcendental activities of the Lord, the more they become accustomed to mundane activities that only clear their path to hell instead of return them home back to Godhead. We have a footnote here, is it up there? I don't think so. Okay, I'll just keep going. Srimad Bhagavatam begins from the history of Pandavas with necessary politics and social activities, and yet, Srimad Bhagavatam has said to be the Paramahansa Samhita, or Vedic literature meant for the topmost transcendentalist, and it describes Paramgyanam, the highest transcendental knowledge. Pure devotees of the Lord are all Paramahansas, and they are like the swans who know the art of sucking milk out of a mixture of milk and water. <speaking in foreign language> So, we've got two big verses today. I'm going to start with 13. 13 is about being poetic. Uh, Shikade Goswami is poetic. He's Kavi. He's, he's poetic. Of course, Srila Prabhupada is also poetic. So, we'll talk about how Srila Prabhupada is poetic. Also, Uh, but first, I would like to share a verse with you from Uddhava Gita, 11th canto, 7th chapter, verse 44, talking about the speech of a pure devotee. So, let's see, it is compared to one of the elements earth, water, fire, air, ether. Which element is the speech compared to? A saintly person is just like water, he's compared to water. Just as one is cleansed by contact with pure water, just by seeing, touching, or hearing such a saintly person, a living entity, is purified. He purifies all those who come in contact with him because he always chants the glories of the Lord. And so if we study the nature of water, we can understand the symptoms of a pure devotee. So the Sanskrit is apam mitram, just like water, it can also be read as "Agan Mitram," which means a saintly per- person purifies all living entities by accepting them as Mitram or his personal friends. Now how is his speech like water? Um, just like pure water is transparent, a saintly person transparently manifests the Lord in his heart. So that's another way that pure devotees compare to water and water makes the most pleasing vibration as it flows. So the sound vibration of the Lord's pure devotee who is saturated with glories of the Lord is charming and beautiful. So his speech sounds like flowing water when Prabhupada would speak. His vibration was not part of this world. So his godbrothers also called him Kavi, or poet because he was so he wrote beautiful poetry in, in English and uh, he was always looking for people, one in a million person, who were interested in perfection. Um, so here's, here's, I'll give you some examples of how, and this is of course the main example of Srimad Bhagavatam, how beautiful are his purports. But also in his everyday uh, life he would speak very beautifully. So, and he could speak to anyone, to the insects, to the trees, to the devotees. We heard uh, how he was hearing the birds chant Hare Krishna this morning, uh, Mukyo was saying. And so one time, uh, here, here's something that in Florida I think many of you are familiar with, is cockroaches. Um, so they found one in the Montreal temple, and uh, Jaiputaka Maharaj is telling the story. Prabhupada took the cockroach in his hand opened the window and told the cockroach, here, I'm giving you the whole world, now enjoy it. And he threw the cockroach out the window. And so he was, he, was, he, he was very poetic, even to the cockroach. And uh, he, to Gurudas, he was saying, if I don't forgive you, Krishna will forgive you. And if Krishna doesn't forgive you, then Radharani will. So, about forgiveness. And then they were doing a fire yagya in the Rindavan temple In the middle of the yagya, one of Prabhupada's godbrothers leaned over to Prabhupada and said, Prabhupada, they're doing it all wrong. They're doing it all wrong. And Prabhupada leaned back and looked at him calmly and said, it's all right, they're just practicing. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, he could speak. And one time a distressed mother came to Prabhupada and said, why are you taking my son away from me? And Prabhupada answered, if your son's happy, why should you object? And so that pacified her. So he knew how to speak to everyone. Um, So Bhakti Charu Maharaj tells about one middle-aged, well-to-do Indian businessman challenged Prabhupada, why are you building new temples when there are so many old temples that need renovation and repair? So Prabhupada asked the the man, who is the lady sitting next to you? Man said, she's my wife. So, well, why did you get married? No answer. You got married because you wanted to have children, but why have children when there's so many children loitering in the streets? (laughs) Just as you want to have your own child, a devotee wants to build a temple, install the deity and offer the temple to Krishna. So, Chibrikrama Swami, was going to university Prabhupada asked what are you studying at university and he said sociology Prabhupada said what does that mean ah Maharaj we we study social problems like alcoholism Prabhupada said yes they study alcoholism and after they studied for the day they say okay now we're finished let's go have a drink (laughs) so Prabhupada he, he saw through everything oh and here is uh, a Bengali proverb. It is not wise to pick a quarrel with a crocodile while living in the jurisdiction of the water. So I guess for Florida, it would be alligator. Not wise to pick a quarrel with an alligator. Over here. Um, okay. So now verse 14. It's glorifying Bhagwatam. Bhagavatam. Calling, so the purport says, Shimad Bhagavatam is said, to be Paramahansa Samhita, the Vedic literature meant for topmost transcendentalists, and it describes Paramgyanam, the highest transcendental knowledge. Pure devotees of the Lord are all Paramahansas, and they are like the swans, who know the art of sucking milk out of a mixture of milk and water. And so in the first canto, seventh chapter, verse six, we hear Anarto Pashamam Saksha Yoga Mahoksache, Locas chakre satvata Sangitan. satvata Sangitan, paramahansa So the material miseries of living entity are superfluous. They they're not part of us. They're not part of us, and they can be mitigated by uh, the linking process of devotional service. And that's why, because the mass of people don't know about this. So yesterday wrote Shrimad Bhagavatam. In the beginning of Bhagavatam, Prabhupada, said we should be anxious to hear this message. Um, After many pious deeds you become qualified to hear Shrimad Bhagavatam. So, you must have all done a lot of pious deeds to be here today. To be qualified to hear Srimad Bhagavatam, you must have performed lots of pious deeds. I mean, how many Alachua people are here or listening on the radio? Not that many. So, yes. And um, if you So Prabhupada says in the purport of the second verse of Bhagavatam, the intelligent person with thoughtful discretion, so you have to think about it too, uh, can be assured by the great sage Vyasadeva he can realize the supreme personality directly by hearing Srimad Bhagavatam. So why are you in class here today? So you can realize Krishna. Not only that, Prabhupada says, without undergoing all these Vedic stages of realization, you can be lifted immediately to the position of Paramahansa simply by agreeing to receive this message. So if you just agree to hear Bhagavatam, you can be lifted to Paramahansa, even though we're not Paramahansas. But if just you just agree to hear Bhagavatam, very, very important. So um, today I would like to also glorify Srimad Bhagavatam and i'm going to do it through the words of sanatan goswami the prayers of sanatan goswami to uh, glorify Srimad bhagavatam and go through his prayers because his prayers are a wonderful glorification and it's nice to to hear why why what is the importance of hearing shrimad bhagavatam studying Srimad bhagavatam so if you hear these prayers then you will realize, you will understand why it's so important to hear shrimad bhagavatam every day. And so the first one goes, Sarvashastabdipyusha, O nectar churned from the ocean of all the Vedic scriptures. So Bhagavatam is the nectar, the Vedic scriptures are the ocean. So if you remember in eighth canto, they're churning the ocean of milk. And so many things are coming out, the moon, Lakshmi, there's so many not in the nectar of course, a nectar of immortality. So when the demigods and demons churn the ocean, but then they got the nectar. So what happens when you churn the Vedas? When you churn the Vedas, what's the nectar that comes out? Bhagavatam. Shima Bhagavatam. <laughs> yes. So that's the first line of, of his. Beautiful, many beautiful analogies so we can understand the, the um, greatness of Shima Bhagavatam. So the first one is the nectar. And uh, Sutta Goswami offers obeisances to Shukadev. Ya Swanubhava makila Shuti Saram ekam Shuti Saram. The essence of the Vedas uh, is spoken by Shukadev Goswami, because it describes the essence. What's the essence of the Vedas? Krishna. If you churn out, the, if you churn the Vedas, you get Bhagavatam, and that's Krishna. You get Krishna if you churn the Vedas, actually. And so, as Krishna says in Gita, Veda Sariram eva Vedya." The purpose of the Vedas is to understand Him. So, Bhagavatam glorifies Krishna. Uh, therefore, it is the essence of the Vedas. Sarva So not only is it the essence when you churn the Vedas, it's the ripened fruit of the desire tree of Vedic literature. So the Vedas are also described like a desire tree. So, the third verse of Bhagavatam mm-hmm. Nigamakapataro galitam falam, shikamakara yatam sangyatam, pivatabhagavatam rasam alayam, muhurahoda sikabhu vipavukaha. So, relishimad Bhagavatam is the mature fruit of the desire tree of Vedic literatures. So, um, yeah, so we have the, the Vedas, and so many things are, uh, so many fruits are on the tree of the Vedas. But one of the fruits is very ripe, and that's bhagavatam. See, it's, it's the best fruit of the Vedas, too. So, no need to study the Vedas in this age of Kali. We have Srimad-bhagavatam. We have bhagavatam. So, sarva siddhanta So, it is the essence of the ocean. It is the ripened fruit, and it's the jewel. It is enriched with jewels of all spiritual philosophical conclusions. So, it's like a treasure chest also. And what kind of treasure do you find in Srimad Bhagavatam is all these conclusions of all the philosophies. Whatever philosophy you may believe in, Bhagavatam is the conclusion. Meaning Vedanta Sutra, Commentary of Brahma Gayatri, Purport of Mahabharata, it is said in Chaitanya Charitamrita. And Chaitanya Charitamrita also <laughs> Sarva Vedi the essence of Vedic literature and histories, he is collected in Bhagavatam. And that's why we should hear Bhagavatam. Uh, and whoever tastes Bhagavatam will not be attracted to other literatures. Yeah, that, I have experienced that in my life. When I was a child at seven years old, I was very eager to read all the time. And I would go to the library and get a big stack of books every week. And my goal was to read the whole library. Um, but then I got Prabhupada's books. <laughs> and that was the end of my trips to the library. And uh, yeah, it was, I didn't need it anymore. I didn't, you know, there's so many different categories there, but Bhagavad Gita is, is eclipsed everything else. And she, and we, well, we only had the first canto, but it was enough when I joined. We had first canto, Bhagavad Gita, uh, um, abridged Bhagavad Gita, yes. and Nectar Devotion just came out. And then after I joined, Krishna book came out, first volume, so it was enough. I didn't need to go back to the library ever again. So it's true, if you, taste, if you actually taste Bhagavatam, you don't need to do, read anything else. Sarva kaika dhrik prada. Bhagavatam grants spiritual vision to all the people of the world. So um, in, the, in the first canto again, third chapter, verse 44, Purpo, it, it talk it talks about how, how to know Bhagavatam, secret of knowing Bhagavatam, rapt attention. And you cannot do that unless you're pure in mind. You can't be pure in mind if you're not pure in action. And you can't be pure in action if you're not pure in eating, sleeping, fearing, and mating. But then, so that's really hard. But <laughs> Prabhupada gives us a, a concession in his last sentence. But somehow or other, if someone hears with rapt attention from the right person, at the very beginning you can see Krishna in the pages of Srimad Bhagavatam. That's why we should hear Bhagavatam. Krishna is there. So that's, that was the first verse of his prayer. That was the first verse. He, he, there's five verses. The second verse, sarva-bhagata-prana-shima-bhagavatam-prabho. So he's the prana of the devotees. Bhagavatam is our life, air. If we don't get bhagavatam, we can't breathe. We can't live. So, yes. So Prabhupada in an election in Geneva said, don't waste time. As much as possible, try to hear bhagavatam. The Vaishnavanam Priyama It's very dear to the Vaishnavas, especially in Vrindavan. Srila Prabhupada said, you'll find they're always reading Bhagavatam, that is their life and soul. Bhagavatam is so nice, if you practice anywhere, any condition, simply by reading Bhagavatam, you will be happy. So if you're not happy, here's what you have to do. Read Shema Bhagavatam. Um, then the next part of that second verse is about Kali Tanto Titha Shri Krishna Parivartita. You are the sun which has arisen to dispel the darkness of Kali Yuga. You're actually Lord Krishna who has returned among us. So we have the incarnation of the holy name and we have the incarnation of Srimad Bhagavatam with us here. Uh, uh, Kali, yes, and now. Krishna has left in Dwarpa Yuga personally, but he has returned among us as a Bhagavatam says that this Bhagavat Purana is brilliant like the sun and it has arisen just after the departure of Krishna. So the son of Krishna has, has set and the son of Bhagavatam has risen. I think somebody was mentioning Bhagavat Arka Marichimala yesterday, yes. So the son of the Bhagavatam, it has, has risen. And we can take advantage now. There's, of course, another sun that has arisen in this age of kali, yeah, and that is Lord Chaitanya, sun and moon together, Lord Chaitanya That is uh, Vande Shri Krishna chaitanya Nityananda Sahodhara Gauda Rupa Swam Tum Chito Shanda Tumodhara. Saya for my obeisances to Lord. Krishna Chaitanya and Nityananda, like the sun and the moon, who have arisen simultaneously on the horizon of Goda. So in, in that uh, Chaitanya-Shritamita first chapter, around verse like 97 to 100, is described what happens, and Bhagavatam is included there. Their first gornita have arisen, and they, ca- they come to dissipate the darkness of the inner core of our heart. And they have, when, what happens when, when the darkness is dissipated? We meet the two Bhagavatas, the book Bhagavat and the devotee Bhagavat. We meet the two Bhagavatas. So, what happens next? Then the Bhagavatas give us bhakti. And after we get bhakti, what happens next? Then we can control Krishna by our love. And so, all this by hearing Shrimad Bhagavatam, worshipping Gonitai, and this is their mercy. So third verse of the Sanatana Goswami's prayer, Paramanantapataya, Prema varsha Te. O Bhagavatam, I offer my respectful obeisances to you by reading you and attains transcendental bliss. For your syllables reign pure love of God upon the reader. So isn't that interesting? When we chant these verses, it's like a reign of love of God. It's a reign of Prema. When we chant these verses today, all these verses, uh, uh, yeah. uh, it will act Some We may not feel it right now. Uh, give it some time. And uh, keep, keep hearing Bhagavatam, keep keeping yourself in the rain of Prema. Um, so, Prabhupada said each and every word of Bhagavatam is full of volumes of meaning, each and every word. This is Srimad Bhagavatam. And if you understand Bhagavatam, your education is finished. You have the highest education. And Bhagavatam begins where Gita ends Sarvadharma prita jha, sharanam raja, surrender to Krishna, give up all varieties of of dharma. And the second verse of Bhagavatam, dharma prochitakaita that this, uh, we reject all cheating dharma. First thing, first thing is said in Bhagavatam, Gita is at the end, Bhagavatam is at the beginning. All cheating religions are kicked out from Srinara Bhagavatam. So then Bhagavatam has the purpose also of uh, same purpose as Lord Chaitanya. He came to distribute Krishna Prema and Bhagavatam is also doing that beginning with surrender to Krishna. That's where it begins. So the third verse, sarvada, sarva vyaya, shi krishnaya namo stute. You're always to be served by everyone, for you're an incarnation of Lord Krishna. Again, the word sabrata we discussed in our last class. Uh, yeah, anyone is, uh, is, can be qualified to serve Krishna. Um, Nectar devotion says the human beings, anyone born is a human being, but and that purport prophet Prabhupada says even the insects, even. I saw one bird serving the deities in Vrindavan. Pigeons, they come in our temple. And we have these big, huge doors in front of the deities. And on top of the doors, there were flower petals. And the birds were flapping their wings, and the petal, they were cleaning the temple. Actually, like pe- rose petals were coming; the old flower petals were coming down. So anybody, even the animals, can serve Krishna. I saw yeah, especially in Vrindavan. Especially in Vrindavan, maybe not the monkeys, though. So. Um, but yes. So, you are always to be served by everyone. Jivya Svaraphoi Khrishanichadasa. Now, in Thapasandarva, he quotes Purana. He says, what, a use of, what is the use of collecting hundreds or thousands of other scriptures? If someone living in Kali Yuga does not have Bhagavatam in his home, how can he be considered a Vaishnava? So, yeah. I was... We were hearing this one devotee, what's, uh, I forgot his name, Mahotsaha, Mahotsaha in Atlanta. One day he distributed 34 Bhagavatam sets, and so many other books besides that too, but 34. So if you have Bhagavatam in your house, then you're considered a Vaishnava. Um, yes. Here uh, in Skandaprana it says, a brahmana who doesn't have bhagavatam in his home is worse than a dog eater Wherever in kali yuga bhagavatam is present lord hari will go along with 13 principal demigods Any human being who daily reads with devotion even one verse of bhagavatam will obtain the benefits of studying all 18 puranas So keep bhagavatam if you don't have bhagavatam then get one one set of bhagavatam so the fourth verse, Mad Oh Shima Bhagavatam, my only friend, my companion. Madguru Mahadhana, O oh, my teacher, oh my great wealth. oh my deliverer, oh my good fortune. Mad oh my bliss, I offer my respectful obeisance unto you. So again Tawasandarva, it describes there's three Three ways of teaching in the Vedas. Uh, the Vedas, Puranas, and poetic works instruct one like a master, a friend, or a beloved, beloved, respectively. But Bhagavatam teaches one as all three instructs. Sometimes Bhagavatam is like heavy, like a master, like the second verse, get, uh, kick out all the cheating religions. And also sometimes like a friend and sometimes like a beloved. So, um, the Vedas are, are very heavy. They say, you, you have to follow the Vedas. You, you can't, uh, you have to accept. That's it, they're very heavy. Uh, they don't need to offer logical reasons for following their instructions. One is expected to obey without question. Uh, then the Puranas uh, instruct like a friend, narrating stories with moral conclusions and giving reasoned explanations uh, when required. Then Kavya, the poetic literature, gives counsel like a beloved lady, speaking sweetly, but indirectly. That's the poetic works. So, um, Bhagavatam uses all three of these methods. Some examples of the heavy guru is like Narada chastising Vyasadeva, why did you write these Vedas? Uh, They're like um, candy-covered medicine the people will take the candy and throw away the medicine. Uh, so he, he got chastised for cutting the fetus, can you imagine? Um, and then, like a friend, Narda telling the story of his life, the story of, of Juva Maharaj. Um, uh, and then, like a poet, this 10th canto, we have the, the gopis. <laughs> kalma-shapam The nectar of your words and descriptions of your activities are the life and soul of those suffering in this material world. These narrations, transmitted by learned sages, eradicate one's sinful reactions and bestow good fortune upon whoever hears them. These narrations are broadcast all over the world and are filled with spiritual power. Certainly, those who spread the message of Godhead are most munificent." So isn't that interesting? The gopis were talking about how these narrations are broadcast all over the world. Uh, that was 5,000 years ago. They're preachers. The gopis are preachers. Yes. They're not just thinking for themselves. They're thinking for others, too. And so, yeah, that's poetry. So much, so many beautiful um, Gopi Gitas, so many Gitas in 10th Canto by the Gopis. So many Gitas, so many songs, poetic. Then the last verse of, of Sanatana Goswami's prayers. This is for us. O Shima oh O giver saintliness to the unsaintly, O uplifter of the very fallen. Yes, so we want to be uplifted. We need to be uplifted. And Bhagavatam is there. If we hear, if we're anxious to hear, then we will be lifted to the Baha level, even if we're not there yet. So we have to keep hearing. And the last part of his prayer, Please don't ever leave me. Please become manifest in my heart and my throat accompanied by pure love of Krishna so yes we hear in the 8th canto um, there's a prayer it says Bhagavatam comes if you hear Bhagavatam it comes sits in, on the lotus of your heart and cleanses all the mud mud from the heart and if, once your heart is cleansed then um, by devotional service you're always at the lotus feet of Krishna just like a Traveler is satisfied right at home after a troubled journey. So we're all traveling. We're all travelers here in this world. And where is home? I know when I was I used to cha- I was traveling the last ten years before COVID, and I I never knew. Sometimes I wake up in the morning. I didn't know where I was, and so it's difficult, very difficult to know where is home. And Then I read this verse. Okay, home is the lotus feet of Krishna. So that's where I have to stay. Sometimes I would wake up, I'd see what language was there, to see what country am I in now. (laughs) Because I didn't, it was was difficult traveling. Um, So where's home? For us also, we may think we have home, but it's temporary. We're not going to be here that long. Especially now we're over 70. (laughs) Time is, time is clicking, clock is clicking, and time is going to be up soon. Okay, so we have to read Bhagavatam, hear Bhagavatam, and be purified. So I'll stop there. Any questions or comments? Yes.
1: Hare Krishna, we hear regularly about the uh, swan that can separate milk from water. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Where was this exhibited?
0: Uh, Well, it must be uh, 5,000 years ago. Shukadev must have seen it. so that's why he would say that. Uh, I guess you could make a test if you get a swan and give it some milk mixed with water and see what happens. There are swans. I've seen swans in Denmark, in the in the city. In the in the they have lakes in the city and there's swans there. But uh, you have to make it would be good to make that experiment and see. It doesn't. Uh, yeah. It doesn't tell. It doesn't say where it has been done. But it says it has been done. <laughs> it says it, has. it would be interesting. Yes. Uh, could we request either to, to read it first? Part me. There was a footnote. Oh, you want the footnote? Okay. Is
1: it, is it by I,
0: so, yeah. I don't know. No, it's by Prabhupada, Yeah, I read the footnote. It's definitely Prabhupada. So you don't have it in your book? You have it in your book, yeah? Okay, I'll read the footnote. Well, it's a footnote to a, a sentence, a really long sentence. So here's the sentence. It's like six-line sentence. Here's the sentence. The propaganda that the Lord is impersonal, that he has no activity, and that he is a dumb stone without any name and form has encouraged people to become godless faithless demons, and the more they deviate from the transcendental activities of the Lord, the more they become accustomed to mundane activities that only clear their path to hell, instead of return them home back to Godhead. So here's the footnote. Even 50 years ago, the social structure of all Indians was so arranged that they would not read any literature that was not connected with the activities of the Lord. 50 years ago, that must have been. In the twenties, nineteen twenties. They would not organize a fair or ceremony not connected with the Lord. Nor would they visit a place that was not holy and sanctified by pastimes of the Lord. Therefore, even the common man in the village would talk about Ramayan and Mahabharata Gita and Bhagavatam even from his childhood. But by the influence of the age of Kali, They have been dragged to the civilization of the dogs and hogs laboring for bread without any sense of transcendental knowledge. Interesting purport, Uh, interesting footnote, yes.
1: I was wondering, you have quoted Buddha Gita, 11th or 7th chapter, Yeah. the sadhus or devotees are compared to water Mm. because it purifies purifies but well, what about the air through the dryness also purifies bhagavatam mm-hmm. says yeah. also fire purifies yeah. by burning the impurities yeah
0: yeah that's also there also
1: purifies so why compared to only water
0: no in if in Udva Gita, they're also compared to air and they also compared to air and um, fire fire purifies the pure devotee can purify it's also there fire is there air is there um, but air uh, is um, it's tra- it's, the Sanskrit is prana for air, not air, air, but prana, like inside and outside. Like there's um, air outside and there's air inside.
1: Well, Jaya says there uh, are five kinds of air. Bhagavatam says ten types of air. Yeah. But out of five types of air, prana is not a air. Really yeah, it's not, not air. air. Yeah. It's a life care, Carry really the soul. Yeah. But Apāna, Vayana, Udāna, oh, yeah. Samana, this stage This dissolved with the body. Yeah, so prana carries the soul. Yeah, so, it's so in special.
0: Yeah, eleventh eleventh canto, that prana is chosen by Krishna. Yes, yes. As, uh, as 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 representative of air.
1: So you have picked up the sadhu's behavior like air, air. I mean what that's your preference. i was just curious. No, I just
0: did that because uh, if the word was poetic. Oh, I see. Speaking. I see. I see. I a sound. Yeah, sound, yeah. I, I I used that one because to connect with the poetic, ah. the speech, because poetic is about speech, to be poetic. So then I connected it with the water, which is speech of the devotee. That's how I connected it. That's
1: nice. Thank you. <laughs> i was also wondering like in mahabharata and ramayana i mean there is a narayan Sotram, vishnu sahasranam bhagavad gita how can you say this is I'm not challenging <laughs> mahabharata even narad was like chastising as you mentioned yeah even Prabhupada. why is for less intelligence i mean to surrender bhagavad gita and with surrender
0: oh why, so why is Mahabharata for less intelligent? Yeah. Because um, the Vedas. Is just, uh, there is um, Prabhupada quotes also that sri Shuja Dvija Bandhunam Na Veda Gocha." Mm-hmm. That the women, the Shujas, and the friends of the, the friends of the Brahmins are not qualified to study the Vedas. So therefore, so there's Shruti and there's Smriti. So Shruti in Kali Yuga, nobody is qualified to study because Kalo Shuddha Sambhava, everybody's born Shudra. Nobody in Kali Yuga is qualified to study the Vedas. Therefore, we have the Smritis. In Kali Yuga, it's just, everyone is less intelligent. This is the problem. Kalo everybody's Shudra. So it's, te- it's a technical thing uh, that we, we are qualified, therefore we have the Smriti. Mahabharata, Raman, Gita, Bhagavatam, we have the Smriti. We don't need the Vedas, we have the Smriti. And, and besides that, the Vedas mostly are, deal with these uh, sacrifices which nobody can perform in this, in this age. I think 94% is described as these ritualistic ceremonies.
1: But then you say, Sarbha Sara Srimad bhagavatam yes. yes. So, Bhagavadam is the essence of everything.
0: Yes. That's why we don't... That's more for
1: most intelligent people.
0: Yes, exactly. Paramahansa Samhita. So, so in, in one sense, they are
1: not less intelligent.
0: No, exactly.
1: Okay.
0: It's technical. It's technical. Technically, tec- technically, um, Shudas cannot study the Vedas. It's a technical thing, so therefore... Oh, okay. For Kali Yuga, we have Smriti.
1: Technically, the Bhagavad Gita is in the Mahabharata, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, I mean...
0: We I have it's Gita. It's less intelligent
1: to say it's less intelligent to read the Mahabharata. <laughs> but also, this, this verse, that statement is being presented to like, the most exalted people imaginable in yeah. any sphere of existence. Everybody's less intelligent for them. So for them to sit down and start reading Mahabharata, Sugeva's song is
0: talking to it seems to be a little distracting. Mm-hmm. The opportunity to get this
1: real with the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, here you go. Here you go. Yes. Hare Krishna. I liked uh, what you shared about the sadhus being like water yeah. because uh, the Tao Te Ching, which is one of the Asian scriptures, Tao meaning the way of heaven and earth, it says that the Tao is like water for it flows into the lowest places where men do not wish to dwell and nourishes all of life." Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I was also thinking about the differentiation between the scriptures and who's more intelligent. If you like water, it doesn't really matter. If you see the super soul in everything, it doesn't matter if it's a Vaishnava or a devotee of Ram or Hanuman or a Shiva or a Christian or, or a Muslim. Hare Krishna.
0: Okay, thank you. Anybody else have a question? Come. Jai, the Lord should Shri Prabhupada, heart, Krishna.